everybody. Good to be with you. Episode 14. So much to say. So much to think. So much to fix about food. Let's do it. Begin. Recording. We're back. We're silly. This is becoming a ritual. You and your top knot and a bunch of pillows go on Instagram right now. The top knot is not always a ritual. Feels like it. Depends on what kind of products in my hair. Top knots and sharks equals Natchcast. Pretty much. If I were to sum up Natchcast in two words, those would not. Top knots and sharks. There we go. Find it, people at Real Natch. Oh, it's good stuff. All right. So. So let's begin. I mean, we've got a big, meaty hunk of internet reportage coming our way via Shaggy Brizowny. I do have one from Shaggy. Which one did Shaggy send? Uh, it's oh, yeah, the dude. mythical superfoods, superfoods. The rise and fall of superfoods on, have you heard of this site, Hopes and Fears? Uh, I thought I already told you that I've co-founded this site. <laughs> no, I've not heard of this site. <laughs> yeah, you moved on. Interesting artwork, though. I like this. Took out some equity. This hands with quinoa stuck to it. It's, an, it's a produced piece of work here this thing is no joke it's got sidebars charts no joke data points yep what's the point of the article the point of the article is that there have always been superfoods and there will always be superfoods and they are no shortcut for anything that's pretty much the nut of it i mean they talk about how coke was marketed in the late 19th century as an intellectual beverage well, a nerve tonic, nerve tonic stimulant, of... and headache medicine. Yeah. Thanks to the cocaine content. When can we get that back? When they take that out. Yeah. Let's put cocaine back in beverages. Maybe that's the rebirth of Coke. That really should be. <laughs> back in the... Yeah. Taking oh, out the high fructose corn syrup, <laughs> putting back, putting in, back cocaine. in cocaine. Ideation. All right. We could just call it coca. Mm-hmm. They already did. Yeah, they did that once. This is fast. This is that like, is hilarious when you think about it. The the one of the most successful widespread global brands, Coca Cola. The Coca in Coca Cola refers to cocaine. Happy. It's all about happiness. Yeah. Right. Ugh. It is. Isn't cocaine all about happiness? Have you? No. I can guarantee you, it is not. <laughs> oh. People are listening. I know. I've seen people do cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. You don't think I've ever seen anyone do cocaine? Uh, I'm waiting for a personal... An- I'm, I'm too far from the mic. I no. want the personal anecdote. I can't share one of those with you, but it's a depraved... Because you won't. ...drug experience based on what I've seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't... We could We could quickly get into slander. I'm thinking of all sorts of people that... Yeah, let's not... Oh, you want to start naming people? No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> that you think use cocaine? Right. <laughs> Lots of people are pretty open about it. Sure. Well, in the in the the restaurant world, that's what fuels the restaurant fuels industry through that late cocaine. Shift. Yeah, you bet cocaine. So I like what I like most about. So there were there were several points. One you just brought up, 
Coke. It was there was another brand that was all. It was like this is good for your nerves. That was oh. cocaine or Coke. No, Ovaltine marketed oh, yeah, as a yeah. nerve strengthener in the 1910s, a sleep aid in the Greek Depression. And grape an nuts. I was talking in the 50s. Grape nuts. A food for the brain. Good, you found that. And nerve center. Good job, Josh. <laughs> it was before the Ovaltine. I'm surprised you missed it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't miss it. Uh, Sorry, what were you saying about Ovaltine? Nothing. Did I interrupt you? Uh, uh, Man, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be no, okay. It's great. What I liked most about this uh, little piece of reportage was the uh, the little uh, infographic-y things here. The way acai spiked and then fell apart. The way mm-hmm. kamut up. So talking about ancient grains as the next superfood, as a, well, peaking now. Kamut up 686%. Spelt up. Frika! It's just for Richie Robbins. Freaka! Freaka the fuck out. No. Farah. That's their tagline. Oh, gluten-free. Look. Benefiting from the gluten-free trend. These grains. Amaranth. Amaranth? It's amaranth. That's what I thought. Dude. Hopes and fears. Where's your H? Tef quinoa. Speaking of cocaine, though. Look at the... the Listen to this, though. I don't want to... Okay. Uh, So it's become so lucrative... Uh, growing quinoa in Bolivia. I do want to talk about this. Yeah. That quinoa is rivaling cocaine as Bolivia's biggest export. How crazy is that? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. This, this article goes balls deep on like, here we go. It does. I want to get to the, you get those, those dollar figures. They, they, I don't have them right in front of me, but they basically like take a look at like, okay, let's do some math. They say, so they, yeah, I got it. According to statistics, According to statistics from 2006 in the 2007 UN World Drug Report, 156,900 hectares—hectares, shit, hectares, hectares of cocaine bush could potentially produce 985 metric tons of coke. Uh, Extrapolating this, one hectare can yield. 0.0062715 0.0062715 metric tons, or this is super boring. The, yeah, the basic yeah, thing yeah, is, is yeah, you yeah, could yeah, pretty yeah, much, yeah, yeah, you could probably make more money no, right now growing, growing quinoa than Coke, you have, but marginally more. You've half prepared, so let me help you through it. Oh, yeah, let's see what you got. They did this rough math, right? Yeah. As you began to sort of torture through mm-hmm. us with it. Hmm. Uh, one hectare of cocoa plant yields $514,550 of Coke. Then they compare that to the, a hectare of mango steen. And how much? 654000 and uh, change. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can make more off these superfoods than you can off illicit. That was the point I made. I just confused quinoa from mango steen. Yeah. Because I got lost in all these stimulating numbers. Talking about the value of the fad. Yeah. And so, then they make another good point, too, that uh, a lot of times these superfood ingredients turn up in just overprocessed like snack bars and weird shit like that, where it's like any benefit you'd be getting from the superfood ingredient is nullified by all the other crap that's in it. It is neutralized. So that's another big problem. Don't they, isn't this the article where they kind of say science has pretty much determined that you could randomly shop the store, anything in the produce section? Yes, this article does say that. And you're going to be fun. You'll, you'll do just as well as if you targeted Mm-hmm. The latest superfoods. It's because, you know, the but, thing is, in this age, in the digital age especially, people are just more like ravens than ever. It's like the new ravens. shiny thing. They're like, <laughs> Whoa, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know I could do such a good <laughs> raven, did you? And also, you, you know, know what I mean? It's like they, they, well, they get very, all uh, fucking excited about one thing. Yeah. And then a new shiny thing comes along. 
And then there's the SCI Barry. So tanking. if I were to poll a hundred people on the streets of downtown Denver, out of that number, how many? And then they had to pick one of the two to tell a little story. How many would go with Raven, and how many would go with Crow? Oh, that's what you're getting at here. Yeah, you went. You've got very Edgar Allan-y on us. Well, I mean, crows and ravens, both of those birds are crow. attracted by shiny objects. I think people go with crow. No, but I think the, you'll the, be. The, I think you'll the be drama eating crow. Us <laughs> you will be eating raven. crow. Quoth the raven. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, you know what people really like? Look, the telltale heartbeat of this article. <laughs> people really like this rising. This so there's this trend watch here. This little thing toward the end. And, and who are we to not give the people what they really like? What do you mean? At the very end, what's rising and falling, the superfoods. Oh, you. But, so people want to know this. They want to feel like they're on the bleeding edge. Even though we're making fun of it, they kind of like, oh, I didn't know that uh, goji berry was still hot. Hmm. Well, they don't need us to report that. They can just yeah, look I'm at gonna, this article. They're not going to look. I'm going to tell them right now. Okay. Up, quinoa. We know that. Uh, coconut mm-hmm. oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent personal <laughs> lubricant. On. Kale, duh. Pomegranate, duh. Goji, yeah. Old, yeah. Ancient grains, sprouted grains, that's up and coming. Superfruits, duh. Chia. Yeah, uh, uh. You, oh boy, I don't know. Oh, look at this, heck taker. How are you going to pronounce? Euglena algae? Euglena. <laughs> Euglena. 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 I think it's probably you. you mm, so know. euglena algae is algae, it's stagnant. Is Let's just go with algae. And I mean, blueberry has kind of, of already peaked. No, so blueberry and euglena have no. This seems to me to say that euglena algae and blueberries have plateaued. Oh yeah, peaked. Algae has not peaked. That's wrong. There's a whole sustainability angle there that's going to bring algae. Isn't it going to? It's going to power our cars too, right? Oh no, wait, yeah. that didn't work. So we're going to turn it into superfood. No, it's all going to work. Yeah, you got no choice. Algae will save us. Yeah. Algae and insects. Or nothing will. Wow. Blueberry. Green coffee down. The, 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 the acai. Oh, well, I guess this wasn't that good. I guess there's nothing new on it. Oh, oh, your phone, man. Sorry. I'll hold it over here. God. It's fine. People look forward so to that testy. charming little blip. This is a testy podcast. We're going we're gonna to ease into this one. Freako! You know, this, this article also talks about the Dr. Oz effect. Jesus Christ. Which is that... Crazy fool getting on TV. You know how many times I wrote about the Dr. Oz effect? I'm going to guess 698. About eight. Well, at least I had the eight part right. (laughs) (laughs) Which was a lot of times because we would go deep. You'd go deep into Dr. Oz. Mm -hmm. Spelunking. Uh -uh. He would, so he'd pop these ingredients, he'd put them on the show, he'd pop these ingredients, retailers would run out of them, supply. It became a game of like, because he wouldn't tell you up front. And all the on all the brands that were making it were like, whoa, what? Raspberry ketones? Shit! I should have made more. Oh god. Yeah. Then they that, and then some people sort of manipulated that. Which one was it that they? Uh, maybe it was green coffee bean, where they kind of they like, okay, I'm gonna own all the search terms around green coffee, point them to my product, and they got arrested for some sort of affiliate marketing scam or something. Good. Yeah, I think that's right. Just playing on people's. Uh... Thanks, Shaggy Brownie. Hopes and uh, fears and dreams. Oh, that's why it's called that, huh? The site. Hopes and fears. I wonder if every article's like that. Are they doing a love-hate thing with food? Hey. What? Maybe we should get in touch. Yeah, we should. We could do a partnership. We could teach them how to spell amaranth. <laughs> that's. And they could teach me how to pronounce Hector Hectaker. Hectacares. 
What? I, I don't know. All right. Anyway, superfoods, man. It's, yeah, so it's a deep article, though. I think that's probably the. Mo- I think we should just make that point one more time because it does. It talks about the functional foods industry at the beginning, which is the, and it kind of paints them in a pejorative light. That this is just a whole category of food that where you take a superfood and put it, like you said, put it into a packaged box of badness, mm-hmm. thinking it's better for you. Yeah. The hoax of an industry. Well, yeah, and I mean, but it's kind there's of, plenty of foods that probably just haven't been sexied up yet that are just as super right. in their own right. These are, this is a marketing play. Like when's collard greens going to pop? I, I did ideation sessions on... Uh, How to sell collard oh, no, greens to do, the youth? I didn't do broccoli. Remember the whole New York Times broccoli? Why does kale get all the attention? What happened to broccoli? It's such a... And what can we do? It looks like a little tree. And yeah, but broccoli... They created a whole fake campaign. We could get them on the podcast. Yeah, but I mean, broccoli's old guard is the problem. Oh, what's old is new. Your phone's getting close to the... It's, it's very strategic how I've got it here. <laughs> it's not. It's just out of all range. Right. So, I mean, maybe we should have read that quote. That, like, you can, you're just as good randomly shopping the store as long as you're in a healthy area, like the periphery. I like, like this quote here. Section. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I found it. Experts pretty much agree that you can get the same health benefits from randomly shopping in the produce aisle. I think that's probably true. I think so, too. And I think that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal lived only on kale when losing 30 pounds for Nightcrawler. I want to see that movie. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, it's is good. It, is it dark? Yeah, he is so creepy. Emblematic of our times, right? Chasing it is. the low-hanging. Well, and there's like this kind salacious. of cryptic vacancy to him. Mm. This uh, shallowness of you a Jake soul. fan? You like Jake? I think Jake's got some chops. Uh, I wouldn't say I was a big Jake fan going into that movie, but I was very impressed More with his performance Warmed coming up to out. Jake. Although Donnie Darko, it's hard to hate on that one. That's a pretty Jake, good movie. Jay, I have a problem with Donnie Darko. What's that? Well, I hadn't. I was late to find it. Uh-huh. I watched it once. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, this is kind of fascinating." Mm-hmm. And so I sat down to watch it again and sort of pay attention, and got violently ill, violently ill, probably from a burrito, not from Chipotle, but the other place. Which other place? Uh, Qdoba. Oh, I didn't say it. Okay. Wait, so you're, I'm not you're, sure that was the you're cause. blaming Donnie Darko? <laughs> no, I just got so ill. Oh, so now you just associate Donnie and Darko with... And that's when it, like... That's when you're like... Oh, you can wait, feel, wait, you are feel, you... I felt it coming. Are you trying to break the ice here talking about a bodily function? Because no. I like that. <laughs> What's the weather like today? I, um, it's raining out I, of your ass. It, 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 like, overcame me, like, the nausea, and, the, and it was, like, while I was watching that movie, and yeah. I was sick for, like, five days and lost, like, 20 pounds. You could have been a nightcrawler. <laughs> both like, ends. Yeah. There's your bodily function. You see, both ends. See, this oh. is good. Tell me a little more. <laughs> Sitting there with a bucket in your lap, just in case you were going to... Yeah, that's yeah. a... Hey. Nobody wants to remember that. <laughs> it's a very human moment, though. You can't escape your mortality when Moving you're doing on. that. You can feel it. Moving on. Churning, gushing through you. Shout out, Shaggy Brownie. Thanks, Shaggy Browns. You see this one I sent you? Do you know, I don't know who Max Goldberg is. He's sort of like this organic celebrity dilettante. Yeah, that's my word, but he's a guy like a, a little, he's got a fan base, and he's also got sponsors. So do we soon. Yeah, shh. Uh, so that's just article about Suja. Suja. 
which really seemed to come out of nowhere. What, Suja? Uh, to me. To, to Mr. Not at NBJ for oh. the last decade. What? I'm saying, I, I was just all of a sudden, there's this new juice brand oh. on the shelves at Whole Foods, and it's like $7 for a not that big of a bottle of juice. Nope. Cold pressed. Yep. HPP. That's the insider term. High pressure processing. As opposed to pasteurization. So you keep those lovely, delicate nutrients. What's the high pressure do? What do you mean high pressure? You just like so it, squeeze it, it real hard? No, you use pressure. You press the Instead shit out of, of it? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And, it, and you don't cook off nutrition. I don't know how proven that is. but So it's, it's more fresh. It's fresher. All right. Comes it's 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 in line with the cleansing detox, which I did. You Early did. adopter of the uh, cayenne pepper, oh, m- uh, organic maple save syrup. That story. You don't want me to tell you that. Save that story for when we have to. We're, yeah. Yeah, I'll sit on that story for <laughs> now. But just know that I was doing those possibly unhealthy cleanses. <laughs> a good fifteen years ago, me and Isaac Hayes. <laughs> yeah you guys were swapping stories at night how it felt hell yeah i'm gonna open up my lacroix pardon me people pa- passion fruit natural passion fruit essenced is yeah. essence a word oh we should have talked about the flavors industry that's blowing up has been for a while no the, the they want to unpack we'll do i uh, will save that all right, yeah, but, let's just it's more teasers. Just give them more there's teasers. There's not a lot of transparency into the whole artificial and natural flavor listed as an ingredient. I read this book once. Oh, boy. Called Fast Food Nation. Jesus! There, there it is! There's a whole chapter where he, he goes oh, to some there? fucking crazy uh, natural food, or I mean natural flavor, or maybe just a flavor processing plant in New Jersey, if I remember right. And he, they sit him down and blindfold him, and like all of a sudden he smells like, fresh grilling meat he swears that there's a hamburger grilling right next to his face and then he takes off his blindfold and it's just like a little vial of some shit right so there's scents and flavors oh totally. they're very mysterious and you can you can label things as naturally flavored but the term natural as we know in just about every aspect of food is malleable means nothing (laughs) you're gonna be able to I, I presented to the flavors and extracts manufacturing association back in the day there's the chasm right there Chasm? Yeah. I read a book. I presented. I, oh, man. I, Tell me it's chasm. I ascended to the podium. Tell me I'm right that it's chasm. You probably are. I don't know, though. Remember, it's got to be chasm. Remember Mauve? I got that one. That, yeah. All yeah. Right. What about... What's Spasm. The other How do you say the word S-C-H-I-S-M? Schism. Mm. Schism? Schism. I'm with you. Schism. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my bet on schism and chasm, not okay. chasm or schism. Okay. Suja, you're exactly right. It came out of nowhere. It's become the darling of this high of this uh, ultra fresh. Wait, I am right that it came out of nowhere, and I told you that you were like what? Okay, well, yeah, I didn't know what? where you were going. It, it came. Out, I mean, it, it it popped. It did pop. It's it's, Boom. it's slated to be the first billion dollar brand, and what you're talking about those uh. Uh, cold pressed slash high P- HPP slash organic fresh juice stuff that costs almost ten dollars. Although I think they came out with a lower price line. But you know what's great about this article from Max Goldberg at Pressed Organic Juice Directory by Living Maxwell. 
which at the end has the parenthetical, Suja is a sponsor of the Pressed Organic Juice Directory. Yep. The good news keeps rolling in as Suja recently announced a $20 million round of financing led by Evolution Media Partners, a joint venture with TPG Growth, Participant Media, and Evolution Media Capital, the latter of which is a merchant bank formed to... Additional investors in the round included Leonardo DiCaprio. So that's what's in the goblet. Suja. Oh, yeah, the goblet. Yeah, it's chalice. Excuse me, I think was the word you used. Uh, Sophia. Vergara. Perfect. (laughs) And Jared Leto. I think you got that right. Yeah. And it has a lovely quote from Leto. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. (laughs) As As someone constantly on the go, I have come to count on Suja not only to help me maintain my health and energy, but but, but to provide a great tasting fun alternative. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say an alternative to what necessarily. I am passionate about discovering brands that I not only actually use and enjoy, but also holistically believe in. And Suja is a great exemplifier of this research or of this search. The search. Pretty I, sure a PR person. I think so. Helped him say that. I think so. Uh, what? No one talks like that. So this is the no celebrity one. celebrity slash juice world. Yeah, Juicing but again, world. like it, it, shades of superfood here. But at least this is like concentrated fucking. Bullet of superfood. Well, that's pretty. I mean, it, I mean, look, you can see it on this photo. People out there listening to the podcast. There's the organic seal. There's the non-GMO project verification box. What What are you doing with it? Is that me? I'm not. I think where's your phone? Over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a high. I think. I think you're. It's. You're getting something for that money. That's still a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. Expensive juice, and if you're like me, I mean, I, a bottle of juice like that—that's that's a five-minute enjoyment. I'm not going to be sipping oh, yeah. on that all day. Yeah, that is not a meal replacement. No, no, I'm going to need that, and I'm going to need some ridiculous power bar type thing <laughs> crammed with acai berries. What? That is the weirdest word. Acai. Acai. Mm. Acai is what it looks like to me. You'll never get that one. No, I'm not saying that. Moving right. on. Whoa. All right, boss. Oliver Nyberg. Food Navigator USA. Go-to site. Don't know Oliver. Could be pro. Could be on the way to pro. Justin's open to, quote, win-win opportunities with bigger partner to accelerate growth. We're going to get Justin on this podcast. That'd be fun. I am sending him a link to this one and telling him to listen to this point. And telling him at that point, which is this point, come on, we'll come up there. We will sit in a quiet room in, do you think there's a quiet room at Justin's headquarters? I've never been there. It's on Pearl Street. It's across from Spruce Confectionery. Okay. You know that place? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) There might be wafts of patchouli. Coming I, up through I still the windows, remember but... Justin and I did a lot. We could, we could link to it in the show notes on the site. Oh, by the way, everybody, go to natch.is. We have, show, we have notes for every podcast on Yep, the you can find all the links to all the articles links we the articles. discuss. What great addition from Josh Tyson back early in the podcast days. Wait, what was a good addition? Putting to, the links to, to put, the articles. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to claim that I invented that no, technique. I just thought to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, standard operating procedure, really. So Justin's a good guy, and we had fun. 
uh, back in the day doing a quick... Oh, yeah, you interviewed him in a parking lot or something. We did, Ed, in front of his old office about is organic cool, which was all trying to unpack this idea of is the, is a newer generation of... There were, the people that invented organic food were getting older. And then there was this... No one invented organic food. Created the movement. Okay. Yeah, good point. Thank you. Yeah. Keeping you in check. Sharp language. Always smart. Smart before silly. That's our motto. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were talking about Justin or me or what was happening here. Okay. Well, we had a nice playful interview where he ended up holding the mic and he almost hit me with it in the face when he realized that I should be holding the mic because I'm the interviewer. Yeah. My point being, I think he'd have fun. All right. Did you want to talk about this article or what? (laughs) Did you and Justin have tea together? What else do you guys? We have no. We've had coffee. You go scrapbooking. No, he's got two small kids. I think he's probably busy. You've got two small kids. I think you'd make time to scrapbook with Justin. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. You know he'll bring the snacks. (laughs) We're gonna scrapbook. That's what we're gonna do. That would be a great show. We are gonna do a show where we're scrapbooking with Justin. Yeah, and then we'll we'll have links. (laughs) <laughs> to JPEGs to of our scrapbook. To what we scrapbook. To what we scrapbook, yeah. Okay, but you're in charge of getting the materials and supplies. All right, he'll bring the snacks. He brings the snacks. You bring the materials and supplies. I'll bring the glue. Just the glue. You're going to bring the glue. Glue okay. sticks. All right. All right. Uh, so, no, so th- I'll this bring has... random materials like uh, fashion magazines. Oh, I've got a lot of those. I've got a lot of art forums back there. Great can, collage material. Can we cut them up? Most of them already have been cut up because we went through a pretty mean collage phase. <laughs> we like to collage. It's fun to collage. <laughs> you, just, you just take a second. <laughs> if only this wasn't a food podcast right now. It's not a food podcast. It's a life podcast because food is life. And life is food. And scrapbooking. Is all part of that. And collage. All right, I'll come back into this microphone here. My foot is asleep. Okay. Ah! I'd really like to know what, where you want to go with this article. I, I had uh, his peanut butter cups. Yep. Bomb. Good stuff. Dot com. You know, I think what, uh, let's not say saved his business, but created the success that it is. Two things. Those little squeeze packs. Mm-hmm, those are nice. Well, but you got. No, those are interesting, though. Like, what is it? What I, is it just to throw in a lunch? Is that the idea? Because it almost looks like it, you buy it if you, like, oh, I, you make a vanilla-flavored peanut butter. I don't think I want to buy a whole jar of that just yet. Just a tiny I'd like to pack. taste it first because that might freak me out. I think. The kids might not like that. Look at you. That, when that went through my mind. I bought, I bought some of those little packets thinking that. Look, this is, it's a sample. It, it kind gets of you is. To sa- well, well it's not a sample. Is- it's a sample size that you can purchase. So when you're introducing, when you're reintroducing sort of, hazelnut butters at 18 bucks a jar and almond butters at whatever 10 how much are those now maybe they went up in the drought depends organic almond butter is extremely expensive he's got organic he's got natural yep so you had to like sort of convince people to sort of adopt these products what better way than a little ketchup squeeze pack yeah it was just it was just a format innovation that helped the broad business i think but then he also got a little dinged, and he and, he, and I remember he had forums about like packaging sustainability because there's a lot of waste in that. Yeah. So they do a lot of packaging stuff that's pretty interesting. If you really dig into like what's inside that the peanut butter cups, he like got rid of the wrappers, I think, and put in. Well, little... I don't think those little cardboard uh, uh, sleeve things are in there, 
or you know what I'm talking about? Like if you get a Reese's thing, you got the peanut butter cup, it's in the paper and then it's sitting in a little folded piece of, big, uh, big piece of cardboard stuff. Well, it's not cardboard, but it's like heavy stock paper, I guess. We'll have to ask him. Well, I just bought the some, point of this article. some peanut butter cups at Starbucks, some Justin's cups. Ooh. And uh, I don't, he's everywhere. This guy. Shades of Hampton Creek, in a sense, in, the, in that he's got mm. this ethos, this mm. way of doing business that he'd like to take broader, and he has. Like, it's in mm. Starbucks. Interesting. So you're Shades of Hampton Creek in terms of wanting to go mass. Yeah, like not trying to just keep it in these health Point, food. Points of sale or, all over the place. Exactly. Target, as well as Whole Foods, Starbucks. Where else did he? He's like, it, uh, it says it in here. Safeway, ShopRite, Stop and Shop, Wegmans, Kroger, Giant, Giant Eagle. Yeah, and didn't Hampton Creek? They're trying to get in like dollar stores. Didn't Hampton she say Creek that to us? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. So they're, but but I uh, but different. I there's the sort of the the fun, no, they're very different yeah, too. The fundamental just, philosophy of Hampton Creek is to do that for Justin. I think it's smart to do because it's he's selling sweetness. But he's, he's also selling, selling, he's selling like selling a, a, a very a, a cleaned up version of candy, right? Well, no, I mean. Just a jar of peanut butter, that's not candy. No, but the extension. That's a power-packed protein. Yeah, that's how it started. Yeah. It's a great... Oh, we'll get them on. It's a good story how it started. Okay. point of this article, though, is that I'm not... So it's one of these articles that should be and tries to be, Justin's is up for sale. Who is General Mill? Who's going to... Hershey's going to... Who's going to buy them? Who's going to mm. buy them? Mm. But then when you actually read his quotes, this is the... This is... I'm always impressed by... The um, savviness of Mr. Justin Gould, who's a young guy. Hell so, of a scrapbooker. We'll find out. Uh, so he, he, uh, let me read them here. Uh, wow. Uh, it's right under the picture of him. There are two <laughs> big, beefy quotes. <laughs> That's where a large... Well, why didn't you just step in and read them? You do it. That's where a larger company could come in and purchase the business. The business still stands for what it started with, because that's the value. And then just use their operators to grow it even bigger. It's a win-win if it's with the right partner. So this is like very... uh, the one I was going to read. Oh, I was going to say that's like... (laughs) Seems very... uh, It's like Amy's. uh, Or I'm sorry, Annie's. Annie's. (laughs) Wrong he's lady getting name. Cl- like he's he uh, a lot, so there is this thing like well, I'm a small business you are but you aren't I mean there's much smaller than you yeah but she's also very protective of being an authentic brand mm-hmm. so when you have a brand like that all the hard work is in the branding I think keeping the brand legit and then if it catches and and, and then it's like oh yeah well, now we got to do all this scale stuff and get distribution and go to different countries and that's where a, a smarter partner would make sense and that's when you start thinking about getting bought yep. But then the whole industry turns on you and goes, how dare you? Or they do that for a second and they just kind of forget about it, which <laughs> seems to have happened with Annie's, right? I mean. I think once you've got your foothold in like Target and places like that, you, you're, you're on your way to being okay if you do that. Well, yeah. And I mean. Uh... But that's not. If someone's going to say joint. This is weird, right? A larger company could help Justin's move to international markets, but Gold says he won't actively seek a buyer. If someone's going to say join us or die, I'd at least talk to them. What? Join us or die? Join us or die. Why would you talk to someone that said that to you? I guess if someone came up to him at a trade show and said, you better join us. Or Or we're going to stamp you out. Yeah, that's who you want to get into business with. (laughs) You get his point. This has been my, but here you go. This has been my life and I'm really proud of it and I want to keep growing it. If there's a way I can find someone that can help us grow it faster, that would be a win-win. 
because we'd grow the scale and bring more organic chocolate, more Rainforest Alliance products to more people. He added, this is my favorite part, if it happens, we'll entertain it. But if it doesn't happen, we'll just hire skilled operators. There you go. The I guy's mean, he's running a business. He wants to scale his operations. Don't put Justin in a box. He's got options. I got options. I mean, that's what's probably good about being... You want to give me a sweet offer? Yeah, I'll listen to you. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to hire people and get this done on my own. I mean, he's a sweetheart of the natural foods industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are. So, of course, all these big companies are courting him because now's the time they want in. Scrapbooking with I like that. sweetheart. Sweet, sweetheart the sweet, of natural. A, yeah, sweetheart of natural. That could be a gorgeous piece of scrapbooking right there. We're going to be cutting out a lot of folded hearts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Justin, you're sold, right? Yeah. You're, you better have listened to this whole thing. Yeah, we could just send him the clip. I'll send you this clip. Moving on. Yeah, that was supposed to be quick. What happened there? Oh, I got excited. All right. My fault. Look! This episode of Natchcast brought to you by Suspicious Botanical Extracts. Feeling small inside? Of course you are. Low tea got you down? Hey, nobody's got enough tea these days. If you're not feeling the heat and the hunger and the sexy time like you did as an oily teenager, then we've got good news. There's a Suspicious Botanical Extract for whatever ail you're like geranium oil extract. It's a real thing. This ancient remedy was once hard to find, but no more. Some washed up lab coats figured out how to make that shit out of cheap chemicals and put it in a muscle powder. Bang! Or orchid flower extract. There's a cheap synthetic version that'll boost your bench press, bump your boner, and melt away all your belly fat, even as it seizes your heart and drops you to the dirt. Don't be scared of death. Nature is dead. We're all, all natural. Once and forever. Baby. Josh! Hi. Want some of this bitter goby nut root extract blended with a dash of styrian oak sweat? I am going to pass. I'm going to pass. I agree, though, that we are. We're all compost. It's true. But I think uh, what's missing from this, what is it? SWV? SBE? SBE. Yeah. You know what's missing? There's really just one SBE to rule them all. And I think we here in Colorado know what that is. It's called fucking hash oil. That's right. (laughs) You should take a look, people. Uh, He's not necessarily a friend of the show. We want him to be a friend of the show on Instagram. At Greg underscore S underscore Carol. Former pro skater Greg Carroll. He has always got all sorts of interesting tidbits about uh, all the things that are kind of wrong with society in the world. But what he points to recently, he's got these five big, uh, like, plungers filled with uh, cannabis oil, I think. He's saying five of those will cure you of cancer. That is suspicious, too, but way less suspicious than all that shit you just said. All right? One SBE to rule them all. Back to the show. What? Quick bit. Quick bit? Uh, What? Right off the presses? Well, no, no, but it's uh, it's your boy Alex Boguski. Oh, you're cramming this one in, dude. Do you not look at the Google Docs? You got to review the Google Docs <sighs> before we go. He takes on Coke with a hilltop ad spoof. Oh, you did put that in there. It yeah. Was. So oh, I saw. I watched it. Yeah. It was, he did know. that with a shop here in Denver. Yeah, Lumosity is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the brain exercise. It's close company. to that though. Luminati. Luminati. A play on Illuminati. Uh, yep, which uh, this is a funny story. Uh-oh. 
when I was in Chicago, when I lived in Chicago, you know, there's Chicago deep. You've told many stories deep, on this deep podcast. Dish, <laughs> deep dish pizza, Chicago style deep dish pizza, which is basically like a lasagna pizza. I don't really care for it. But people would always talk about like the best one was they'd say, you've been to Illuminati's yet? You've been to Illuminati's? And I'm mm. like, I'm like, there's, why is this pizza place called Illuminati? What? Lou-minati. Like a guy. <laughs> Nice. Illuminati. That is a good story. That's a pretty good story, oh, right? We, we spent a lot it. of time thinking it was like some secret society deep yeah, dish pizza. That's good. Ruling the world with Illuminati. their All way right, too so, thick pizza. So, yeah. So look, they're making. Look it up. There's an ad. It's a, it's it's a, a spoof on the original uh, Hilltop. Like to teach yeah. the, and it's what I really liked about it. And we could talk about it in depth later. I didn't know you were cramming in this episode, and we have seven more stories to get I to. I just wanted a little quick hit, that's oh, all. Okay, hey, I'm, I'm with, hey. Because, well, the, the timing of this thing, and they're, they're saying that they actually began production on this they ad before this. the Mad Men finale. Oh, I know this. But if you, anyone who's watched the Mad Men finale knows that they kind of... I haven't watched the Mad Men finale. I'm going to spoil it for Don't. you. They They uh, hint... This isn't going to ruin anything for you. How do you not know? How did you escape? You read this article. Are you going to talk about it? I guess not. Good. This is absurd. (laughs) I haven't seen it and I'm not. I got to wait till it comes on Netflix. Oh my God. All right. A year from now. So anyway, there is a, the the Hilltop ad makes an appearance at the very end of the very last episode. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mr. Screaming in the microphone. What the fuck? You know what I like about the so it it's it follow you know it's it's people it's, they, they've it's rewritten weird, the lyrics like, of the song. It's like I'd like to tell the to, it's basically like instead of telling the world about how happy Coke is, it's like I'd like to tell them about all these fucked up diseases well, you get like from drinking sugar water, fighting, hypertension. It's, 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 it says like fighting soda related obesity. That's funny. Well, then there's a guy with no teeth. It's a it, it's a guy with no teeth. It I think they got the tone. The, it's a, it's uh it's the quirk is just right on that one. I think so. It's it's I like this, this one. Yeah. yeah, but there was a good point in here too. But though. then, and There's they a also, counterpoint. what I really like is the way that they took. They have those like big gulp size plastic cups. Yeah. And at one point they're like poor. It, that's pretty dramatic, and that came in in the one they did with, with the Alex did with the Butler brothers on Real uh, Real Bears, where they all poured out at the end. Mm-hmm. There's something. There's something sort of uh, liberating about that. Forty ounces to freedom about that. Yeah, go back. Listen pour it out for your dead homies who really died of soda related diseases. I think that's what they're hinting at. <laughs> or maybe just pour it out and don't drink it anymore. You I think that's what they're I think going it's for? I a big F-U is what it really is. But okay. they branded these plastic cups with, yeah, you know, like probably a fine line over whether or not it's the logo. But it's pretty clear, like the Mountain Dew logo or the Pepsi logo. But it's the word, instead of saying Pepsi, it says, what does it say? It's, one of them says diabetes or something. One of them says obesity. Yeah. And it's like in the Mountain Dew logo, the Pepsi logo, the Coke logo. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was clever, yeah. too. We, we forgot to mention that we're reading this out of uh, Advertising Age magazine, article by E.J. Schultz. And uh, it's a pretty exhaustive article. And at the end, he's got some uh, quotes here from Matthew Weiner, the creator of Mad Men. <gasps> nope, they're not spoilers. So what he's saying is um, he actually refers to that, the original Hillside ad. Hilltop. Hilltop ad as the best ad ever made. And he says, the ad is so much of its time, so beautiful. I don't think it's as villainous as the snark of today think it is thinks it is Ooh, yeah i think he's got, he's got a little bit of a point i mean wiener v baguski well yeah and if you look at like Mad Men era like that show pretty expertly pointed out that people were not generally as concerned with their health and well-being yeah that's okay drinking soda was the least of their worries They're fucking chain smoking 
for God's sakes, drinking highballs. I guess there was that one guy there who had multiple heart attacks. Otherwise, they seemed to be okay. They were all waiting to have heart attacks. They were having fun. High-pressure work environment, cigarettes, alcohol, Yeah, but they didn't steaks. have to raise their kids. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. So, I don't know. I felt like I had another point in bringing this well, up. Well, I think we ought to get Alex on here, too. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Another hey, call. Another invitation. Let's go, Bogo. That's not going to help get him on the show. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't think so. That's kind of a cute, punchy saying. All right. Maybe well. he could scrapbook with us. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. An epic scrapbooking session. Justin and Alex. Oh, just scrapbooking all night. <laughs> all night. That's not going to happen. Like a pajama party. Man, it's getting better. It is. Okay. Who's gonna? We got we, that one is available for a high value sponsorship. Yeah, the scrapbooking with Justin and Alex episode. <laughs> yeah, that's at least five figures on that one. Yep. Moving great, on. great article from Red Twist. Red Twist, new Red, contributor. Red Twist, the illustrious Red Twist. Okay. Freedom with fraud. And Wait, P- you're you don't think Red Twist is illustrious, huh? We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> illustrious. From NPR's The Salt. Freedom with fries. Texas official wants deep fryers back in schools. Not and only soda machines. And soda machines. Speaking of Coke. And he's from the Tea Party. Yep, Sid Miller. Sid Miller. Always wears his big white cowboy hat. Uh-huh. Like a child playing dress up. That's not in the article. No, that's just true. That's just what... I mean, unless he's a rancher. I don't... Sounds to me, like, sure he, he sounds to me like he's a state senator. Well, but of ranching. Or no, heritage. I'm sorry. He's a commissioner. He's the agriculture commissioner. He's the agriculture commissioner. Trying to repeal various laws that were enacted to eliminate obesity triggers, such as deep fat fryers and soda machines from schools, and he wants it to be the school's decision. And he wants uh, parents to be able to bring cupcakes for their kids' birthdays right. to the class, too, because that's a big deal. Right. But did you read some of these... Uh, Let's just read the quotes from the kids. Yeah, because the kids are like, fuck this. They crush it, right? Well, they don't don't say fuck. No, you do. Take, so it's a nice nice turn of um, logic on Mr. Miller. Yeah. Take fifth grader, this is quote, this is, who wrote this? They'll tell me it was Allison Aubrey. No. Kate McGee. Kate McGee. And now I lost my place, but I will be there before you know it. Oh, that's your phone. Take fifth grader Austin Tharp. That is a good Texas name. Sure is. Who recently guided me through the narrow lunch line at Doss Elementary School in Austin. Well, maybe that's why this is what he says, because it's Austin. They should have gone to some other school. Healthful, health, <laughs> Look at you. Healthful eating is a priority at the school. Ice cream <laughs> hasn't been sold in five years. Sodas, try again. Candy, not one piece of chocolate is for sale. Tharp says he doesn't think a soda machine or deep fryer would be welcome. All, quote, all those oils are definitely not good for you on a daily basis, Tharp says. Got that right, Tharp. Third grader Sarah Garrett agrees. Quote, fried foods, I think, are more of a treat. If they had them a lot, I don't think it'd be as much of a treat as it is, she says. See? Moderation. These kids. These kids get it. We get, there's hope. This is what it is, because they're growing up in an era. Cast. Yeah, they're growing up in an era where they like understand these things. They're not. It's like, yeah, it's just in the water, in the air, in the blood. Yeah. The world needs to get better. They're not the chain-smoking, scotch-drinking, <laughs> steak-eating, cowboy-hat-wearing buffoons. <laughs> Lovely jingle song singing. Yeah, I love it. I thought. I okay, gotta, here's what freaked me out about this, this article, the though. The hilltop ad is from the. I thought that was like a '70s ad where it was all like. 
That, that's what they were saying in that article. Was, was from the that's 70s. the Hilltop ad. I'd like to teach the world to sing. Yeah. They're all friends and they're all holding hands. And yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Got it. Here's what freaks me out about this article. Good. This is a quote from uh, Sid Miller, the agriculture commissioner. We're all about what our country was founded on. We're about giving our school districts freedom, mm. liberty, mm. and individual responsibility, says Miller. And high doses of liquid sugar. Yeah. No, but this is what freaks me this whole individual responsibility. I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, what a buffoon in his big cowboy hat. And then I'm like, oh, shit. That's what I've been railing on about for <laughs> Natch cast after Natch cast. What? Take responsibility. Don't buy stuff that's bad for you. Yeah, you have been. It's a tea party line. And then you compared me to Rand Paul. Yep. Yeah, you, you see why. And I said I'd prefer Ron Paul. Well. But I'm, I don't really. Stars have aligned. No, I'm really not a tea party. You are about, I think you're about four years away from being the uh, tea partyist. No, that is never going to happen. Uh, I don't agree with any of their. Never say I, never. They'll no. find a way. Some sort of hipster libertarian entree into I'm, I don't belong to any political party. I might be a registered Democrat, actually, but mm. I, I don't ever. I'm not like. I don't think they'd welcome your top knot. No, they wouldn't. I'd freak them out. That's yeah, exactly where... what he's saying. The argument is that school gets to decide. If you don't want soda, if you pull your parents and your teachers and your administrators. And, eh, I feel like happen. you got to weigh it. You, you're weighing it, though, because then this, this could go back to the Hilltop ad. It's like, I mean, maybe that Hilltop ad isn't insidious, but these are like kind of evil corporations. It's not so much that they just want to give us bad food. It's like they want to, like, ruin people's health and lives. Like, that's what, it's, that's what it, we are aware of that now. Yeah. We are And it's not it's not like not having it school in school. But it wasn't always that way. Means they can't choose to have it out of school. So you know, the school isn't a place for you're you're at school for a reason. You're at school to learn. Well, here's what I don't like. Become socialized. You don't need to be complicating it with crappy fried. It's foods. not it's not a level playing field. The There you go. Back in the day, these quote unquote evil corporations, they weren't founded as evil and people like liked the products and were like, this is a great innovation for society. Yeah. They just got out of hand. This and is, they... I, I enjoy having a Coke once a day, but they got, that's what we used to drink. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then they got very successful mm-hmm. before you know it. They've got the monopoly on vending machines inside everywhere. They get yep. real cutthroat about it. All of a sudden, they're in schools. They're marketing in schools. Do you ever see that where they were marketing like on lockers? Yeah, on the tops of schools. So you'd see it when you were flying over. Oh, you know what? I think that's in Fast Food Nation. Jesus. The only book you need to read, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you going to compete if you've got a vending machine full of baby carrots? Well, baby carrots are a little suspect themselves. (laughs) And that kind of food food does not belong in vending machines. Why don't you just not have vending machines? Oh, but kid, what? What? I think you got to have a little snack. That's all we do is snack. I, I don't know. Like, it seems like so a cut, bag of carrots should be in a little cut, rolling barrel of cut. ice. That is, that is utopia. <laughs> Does it need to be? I guess if it's a refrigerated There's a rolling barrel machine. of ice going from classroom to classroom. <laughs> Filled with of, apple slices. No. Nope. That are turning brown. Yeah. So, uh, not, so they owned, they owned point of sale in lots of different places that they shouldn't and we started drinking like four five six a day mm-hmm. i mean that, it, come so there's your moderation that's what's happening it got a little crazy we're pulling it back from the edges yeah and maybe we'll pull it i don't know i mean there's a lot of fervor right now maybe we could pull it out pull it back all the way and just what are we gonna do put soda out of business this is america 
I think soda is going to pivot, and they've already started doing it, right? Bottled and water. HPP juices. They are. They're going to they're gonna snatch all that shit up. Of course. Maybe that's good. Probably that's bad. We got a fundamental s- s- issue, a situation. Yeah. Can people take care of themselves or not? We can educate them all day long on MatchCast. Yeah. Eat this, eat that, don't eat this, don't eat that, be moderate. See, the reason this is all working is because we're all so distracted and consumed with the rigors of daily life as made crazier by digital nonsense and noise. Taking us away from a nice quiet. We don't live in the moment. Fresh. Is the problem. Cuisine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that is the Hey, hey. Yeah, you make a you can't make a salad unless you're in the moment. All right, that's another reason to eat more Ooh, salad. Get in the moment. Nice. Make a salad. There we go. That's make cool. a salad with friends, with family. Eat that salad together. Oh, baby steps. Okay. Okay. First step: get in the moment. Make a salad. Salad moment. The salad moment. Ooh. Speaking of. Oh. Salad of the week. So this week's salad of the week, um, I spoke with my mother. Uh, yeah, my sweet mama. Jamma Joe! Jamma Joe, as she's known uh, to my children, and now sometimes to me. Anyway, she recently took a trip to Norway, had a really wonderful salad experience in a restaurant where uh, her friends had amazing sandwiches, she told me, uh, and it was overlooking this beautiful courtyard. So it was kind of uh, one of those contextual situations. She wanted to recreate... <laughs> Well, where the, the salad Unlike was... Unlike every situation in your okay. life. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, okay, the salad. She yeah. loved this salad so much yep. because she had it at this particular mm. moment in this particular spot. But for my birthday... The memory is important. She was making me a birthday lunch. The particulars. Yeah, and she wanted to recreate this salad. So it's let's... Experiential. Oh. We'll go now to that conversation with my mom. Look. Okay, well, this is the salad I had in, in Amsterdam overlooking that beautiful patio. And so it was a bed of arugula, and then had really thin slivered slices. Do you know what last life means? I don't. It means you only have one more life, I think. Grandma's getting on Natchcast here, buddy. Do I I start again? (laughs) Yeah, we're pretty good at editing stuff out, so it's not a big deal. Okay. So a bed of a bed of arugula, and then really thin sliced raw beets. And you can use golden and um, red beets because that looks really nice. Yeah, I love beets. It had couscous and it was seasoned. So when I just bought couscous, I bought the kind that had garlic and olive oil. Mm-hmm. What else was in Then it, it had a soft cheese, which I thought was goat cheese, but it was softer. And that also was seasoned. And it seemed like there was something else in there, wasn't there? You're saying the cheese, you would have liked a different cheese? Right. What right. kind of cheese? Like the harder cheese? Or? No, no, a softer cheese. A softer, more seasoned cheese. So okay. I think it could be goat, a soft goat cheese that had been seasoned. And then it needed some kind of dressing. And I'm thinking like a Can lemon vinaigrette. Look. So I think like a lemon vinaigrette, or you know what? Maybe just plain old olive oil. Although I think I did that. Because you gotta really get that cheese softened. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else would be good, Josh? Arugula, 
beets, uh, couscous. I think all those things sound good together. You could put like little, you could sliver some mint and put it in there. Ooh, yeah, that'd be good. Or, mint and arugula are like a team, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. I've been using a lot of avocado oil on salads, Ooh. which I like too because it's just a little bit lighter than olive oil. Okay. We make Try plum that. vinegar is always good as a as an acid in a salad. Okay, you try it. It introduces umami flavor, that sixth flavor. Ooh, sounds good to me. Yeah, so I might try that. I remember liking the salad, but I do remember thinking it was a little dry. Yes, it was. But you like dry food. (laughs) (laughs) Which at my house is what you expect. Dry meat, dry salad. That Nicole likes dry food, so I have to cook dry too. Yeah, yeah. And we're back. Thank you, Mom, for the salad of the week. Man, I love that. That uh, that's a good jingle. jingle. It's not a full jingle. Yeah. Shaggy Brownie said it wasn't. A, he yeah, did said it wasn't an actual jingle. I don't. He can step off. It needs verse chorus. I don't know what. Step what, out. Step on it. He can go start a soul band. Yeah. So you know what? Let's move to this story because we were just talking about salads, and you brought up sandwiches. Top ten sandwich. Do you say sandwich or do you say sandwich? What was the question? God. Do you say sandwich or samwich? Uh, I usually err on the side of Sammy. (laughs) You dodged the question. Sandwich. That sounded like the N and the D. Yeah, sandwich. Sandwich. But it's not sandwich. There's no M. Sandwich. Sandwich. (laughs) Sandwich. Sandwich, Sammy. Salad Trends for 2015 brought to you by the Food Channel. Did you read this? I did. My phone locked up here. Um, so forget, you know. This, I don't know. Well, the link on the site, If you you probably will want to go to this link and under, discover all the wonderful things that are being foisted upon you. But let's just do the wilted salads. Did you see that? Yeah. That's something, huh? Kind of. Charred endive. Endive. <laughs> Is popular. Actually, it's endive. Endive. Is it? Pretty sure. I'm going to go with endive. Is popular as either. Mauve. Either. An appetizer or side dish often filled with a cheese mixture or even another vegetable. Flash fried kale or spinach. Uh, wonderful crunch. Mm, it's all about texture. Yeah, this is a weird list. It is a weird list. It just seems like let's Dipping, name everything we can think of and well, uh, see what sticks. Well, they're, they're a little bit on the little bit on the leading edge. A little bit a little bit. Dipping though? They're like talking about Salad dippers, vegetable infusions, uh, the breads, forget cheese the bread. choices though. Grain I mean, salads, yeah, we know about grain salads. Cheeses have moved from hard deli cheese to soft and semi-soft Ooh, I like cheese. This one, this one's good. Day part agnostic. This is going to get your UX mind firing. Don't get, don't go deep though. Okay, so we got to move on. Diners don't really care what time of day they eat what kind of meal. It's whatever fits into their schedules. That means salad for breakfast is now a thing. Yes, it is. Just ask women's health. I was, re- I was reading the parenthetical. Oh, yeah, it is that. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. Wait, what does this have to do with UX? The n- day parting. Isn't that a part of day? Or is that just day parting? Optimism? Yeah, how you day part when you're going to publish stuff on your site and all that. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, that's, you, so you get people when they're actually there? Oh, sure. But I mean, that's not UX specific. No, but I thought you were more like web publishing. Yeah, well, I see. Yeah, broader yeah. web. 
not yeah, you. Yeah, I usually uh-huh. try and publish articles at about 11 a.m. <laughs> okay, okay. Mountain Standard Time. The new attention to the extended day part ooh, will have an impact on the to-go world, too, and that you won't have to run back out to pick up that fresh salad. Now you can get it at the same time you get your morning breakfast sandwich because you're eating every meal out on the go. Yep. Moving on. <sighs> I know. Two quick hits here on the brain. Okay, brain. This I don't. Why don't you take this first one? While we're I haven't read brain. that article in so long. Oh man! Well, I did. I mean, I sent it to you like weeks ago. Washington Post. Sarah Kaplan. How a history of eating human brains protected this tribe from brain disease. Yep. Yep. Papua New Guinea. The four people? F-O-R-E? Foray? Foray. 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 They had a um, uh, tradition of eating the deceased, Mm -hmm. where I think the men ate, like, the muscle and the body, and the women and children ate the brain. Let me, uh, men consume the flesh of their deceased relatives while women and children ate the brain. There you go. This is a tasty article. this led to a horrible degenerative illness called Akuru. Kuru. Kuru. That at one point killed 2% of the population each year. This is sort of a brain-wasting disease, like Mm -hmm. another variation of mad cow. Yeah, well, you don't want to cannibalize. That's a bad idea. Well, but it's your tradition. But the real, what was the, so people knew about this. They knew about this. And we all thought, okay, well, yeah, we know about these horrible Kreutzfeld-Jacob disease. But after years of eating brains, some foray have developed a genetic resistance to the molecule that causes several fatal brain diseases, including kuru, mad cow disease, and in some cases, in some cases of dementia. So there's, there's scientific research to be done here around Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, all manner of... But doesn't this suggest that it took generations to develop the resistance? Mother Nature or... Sorry, what? Mother Nature at work. Yeah, so I mean, you can't really put that in a pill. Evolution. (laughs) And moving on to the next story, Dr. Oz can't sell it. (laughs) (sighs) Am I wrong? No, I guess you're right. This Uh, is the New New York York Times. Times. Jinx, you owe me a Coca-Cola. O'Connor. This guy's guy's becoming a little... uh, Anahad? I think so. He's an upstart in the supplement reporting world. Oh, okay. Which is interesting because the industry often gets attacked, but they can tell whether or not you understand how the industry really works. Yeah. Because the regulation is, it's very easy to kind of go, it's not regulated when it is, but in a different way that requires sort of an extra level of knowledge. And so this guy kind of came up and I think he's getting to that point where he understands it a lot better, mm-hmm. but he's still going hard at it. Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's supplements. This comes to us from JTT.org. Yep. At JTT.org is his uh, Instagram and Twitter handle. We messed it up last time. We were saying at just the tip. No, we didn't. Oh, excuse me. Well, you didn't even know what just the tip meant. So what's more embarrassing than that? Alzheimer's supplements targeted by U.S. Senator. Good old Claire McCaskill. I like that lady. Missouri. She is a go-getter. She's like, you don't know what you're selling, people. And, and, and by people, we mean mm, Amazon, Walmart, GNC, and a dozen other top retailers. Mm-hmm. Specifically talking about uh, the marketing of various cognitive health supplements, brain supplements. Two yeah. populations of people most susceptible to desperate yeah. need for a cure. In <clears throat> yeah, I don't like that. I mean, like, because if you watch the video of her just destroying Dr. Oz. Did you watch that? I do remember Pretty that. amazing. 
Um, you know, she goes after him for marketing various supplements, and a lot of them were just to to promote weight loss. Right. Which we, is, which we were talking about earlier, green green coffee. Yeah, which bean is selling to another raspberry ketone. Yeah, and it, that's selling to another kind of desperate uh, market segment, right? They like really want to lose weight, but I mean, selling to people who have like terminal, sure. terrifying diseases. Right. Fucked up. Really fucked up. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's awful. Yeah, but but okay. Selling snake oil to someone yes. who's like totally yes. desperate. F- true point. Um, and perhaps what is the one she targets? She, she there's brain, brain armor. armor or something. And maybe this is an egregious. I haven't looked. Maybe it's very egregious. Like they are doing that. But there are probably, not probably, there are many supplements out there that think. An active ingredient has a benefit for your cognitive function in some way. And it's not, it, you know, they would never say it's going to cure your Alzheimer's. But it might help. But it might help. And yep. who's to know if they're right or wrong? Maybe there are people for which it would help. Maybe. But and if you watch. So I don't, it doesn't have to be as aggressive as like, I'm going to get those people that are like on death's door and I'm going to sell them this $80 so. That might be a few people here and there, but it's not the bread and butter of the industry. Oh, I'm like an apologist. Look at you. You just love the supplements <laughs> industry, huh? No, but I do think it's getting uh, bullied to an excessive degree. And Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the individual danger. responsibility thing again, well, too. The, like, you know this stuff probably isn't going to work, so you're taking it, you're buying it. Yeah, I think it Without, might help. Like, you think it might help. It might, and it's maybe there's a cure. placebo effect. Who knows? There's that. There's also, does it, does it fill in the gaps in your diet because you're too busy and too plugged in? Yep. Um, uh, she, but if you um, watch the but video. But the real risk here is. Cue the cornet. The real risk is that you will shut down an entire sort of approach to medicine and discovery. Uh, that doesn't exist without supplements. So pharmaceuticals are synthetic things that your body doesn't know what to do with, so they create all these side effects. Natural products tend to not have as many side effects. Your mm-hmm. body recognizes them, and they have this traditional ancient wisdom angle that where you think, oh, yeah, that makes sense, but it's not as direct or effective or targeted, and it has this general effect in your body. And so you got to – the research there is, like, really hard. To figure out I'm yep. like, okay I, what does echinacea help with the common cold <laughs> there's a lot of variables yeah so clean it up do write articles like this absolutely and get and mccaskill good for you i mean there's too much hijinks going on in this which yeah. creates all this noise well, and i think the most the real upsetting work from being done yeah, I mean, part, the, one of the most exciting, upsetting aspects of it all was kind of, I don't watch Oprah, so I didn't know about the whole Dr. Oz effect. As, yeah. as I was not hip to it like you, but she really digs into him. If you watch like the full nine minutes of him having to testify and her just grilling him, mm-hmm. one of the points she makes too is like, uh, so he defends, I think, uh, his uh, promoting uh, green oh, sorry. green coffee extract. Coffee bean, yep. And he, he points to some study. There's a few. McCaskill's studies. read it. She's like, I'm sorry, which study? Is it the one that was done in India with 16 people? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that goes but back to episode 10. We talked about that, where the, that journalist created that fate, or it was a real study. Oh, yeah, the chocolate hoax. Yeah, same type of thing. But it's really hard to do these studies, too. I'm sure it is. 
Because it's your time. And you kind of got to do the study to. I know you do. I know. You got to do the study to sell the product. So, just the tip <laughs> asked us. That's the problem. These studies are only giving us just the tip. Because they're all tip. That's all they got. They got no shaft. Let me just create the quote for you the meme. Supplement industry's giving us just the tip. Yeah, go full shaft. You could have stopped. Question from just the tip. If this is a sign of things to come, is it more good or bad for supplements bits? <laughs> so, what's your answer, there's, perhaps insider? There's some grammar issues to be discussed. <laughs> My answer is more. It is definitely a sign of things to come. Although we're pretty frothy right now with the negative. Quality. What have we talked about with that word? <laughs> the uh, supplement industry is is ripe and moist with negative oh, publicity. Crisp. Crisp. There's a crispness. To the uh, con- to the uh, uh, is crisp a bad word too? People don't like crisp. People hate crisp. I thought they like crisp. They, like, they don't like moist or frothy. Crisp is uh, an outlier in that category. All right. So there's a lot of supplement bashing going on. I don't think it's going to stop. It's it's on the way up, but it'll it'll peak. It's happened before. I'm not sure. It's sort of a death knell. So my answer is it's more good <laughs> than more bad. <laughs> more better. Because it sort of uh, forces forces the change and reform that needs to happen. All right. Moving on. Please. Uh, Do we have two more? We have two more. Two more. We're going right. to try and move quickly here. Oh, it's going to be hard, though. Well, mm- I, was, I would vote we go, we give the Pope his due. Yeah, that's what I'm going to right then, now, the Pope. And then the man boobs can be a quick hit at the end. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to go long on man boobs. <laughs> All right, I got to get on the mic. Man, so this, this comes to us from Mashable. Yep. Uh, the author is yeah, not the loading. The author is the Pope. Right, but oh, I thought it had a byline on it because someone just basically compiled all these tweets. What? All 63 no. of Pope Francis's blunt no, tweets about climate change. Blathnade Healy. Yeah. What, have you ever heard of the name Blathnade? I have not, but you know. Do you think I'm saying it right? I don't know, maybe. Blathnade. How Blath- could you say that more? Blathnaid. Blathnaid. Oh, Blathnaid. Yeah, I have heard that name before. <laughs> so Pope Francis took a historical step Thursday, publishing a 180-page document urging every citizen of the world to take action on climate change. But the pontiff didn't leave it at a lengthy letter. He tweeted a lot, and these tweets are amazing. I mean, They're I so good. I, I mean, the Catholic Church we, uh, has we, behaved we, very despicably over the past. Oh, that's where you're going. Well, I, I we, we centuries. We retweeted a few of my personal favorites on at Real Natch. Okay, but. That, the, you're going to go with the, the tarnished history of the Catholic Church? I'm going with I'm the just future. Saying, well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm leading to is like this guy. Finally, they get a pope who's like genuinely a Christ-like figure. There you go. Someone who embraces Compassion. like a, a – yeah, he lives in – He's always in, talking about the poor. He is. He loves the poor, which the disenfranchised. is – That was Jesus' whole bag, left man. Left behind. Yeah. This, unfairly maligned. I dig this pope. And I know that he's not tweeting himself because he doesn't. I don't think he uses any technology, but he has assistants. Uh, but it feels. I like it the image authentic. of him. No, just... it feels authentic. Like he maybe he's not. No, I'm saying he's his thumbs did not type these. But I think the words might be his. But he sat on a, probably in a very uncomfortable chair, <laughs> and dictated these things. And there's some yeah. great stuff in there. there so, are. so what's your favorite? What I don't know if I have a favorite. Uh, it does go pretty hard on climate. Mm-hmm. Right, the climate is a common good belonging to all and meant for all. Climate change represents one of the principal challenges facing humanity in our day. 
The Earth, our home, is beginning to look more and more like an immense pile of filth. That one's a real (laughs) heavy hitter. It's pointed. (laughs) And to the poor, uh, there is an intimate relationship between the poor and the fragility of the planet. Yeah. These problems are closely linked to a throwaway culture. Yeah, which is what we're talking about, man. This guy's hip to it. People, everything's disposable. We don't have time for this. We don't have time for that. We're not in the moment. We're all dicking around on our little devices. To blame population growth and not an extreme consumerism on the part of some is one way of refusing to face the issues. Because then a lot of people in natural food and elsewhere in this 180-page full report, he talks about GMOs. Mm. And he says, um, uh, while there is no clear evidence within science that that these products are harmful to humans... The concentration of power in food is an, is an unhealthy development, and the repercussions to the environment are disastrous. This dude's amazing. I mean, come on. Truly amazing. You want to be Catholic. It really does. I would have never guessed that I would consider, like, huh, maybe I could be Catholic. <laughs> just, I could just follow Pont- at Pontifex and then... Uh, what a great handle, too. It's pretty good. God. Yeah. At times, more zeal is shown in protecting other species than in defending the equal dignity of human beings. I mean, he goes to places. Listen to this one. The alliance between economy and technology ends up sidelining anything unrelated to its immediate interests. That's a good one. That's it right there. That is a good one. We are all so distracted and so caught up in meaning, things that are meaningless in the... You know, I, I'm going I'm to give, I'm gonna con- give my wife a shout out real quick here. What, wait a minute. It is contrary to human dignity to cause animals to suffer or die needlessly. So is, we'll is he a vegetarian out. pope? That's, that's, that's just a few tweets away from salad of the week. It really is. Go ahead. Your wife. Oh, I was just going to say one thing she often says. Your when, wife. When she, my wife. Oh, when she, when, we, you have to say my wife. You can't no, say. it's hard. To, your wife. It doesn't, the your doesn't work well, no, in the it's, accent. It's only my wife. <laughs> know, but whenever know, she's... Reflecting on big decisions or things, she always asks herself, like, if I, I might have said this on the podcast before, like, if I'm laying on my deathbed, if I have that opportunity to, like, reflect back on my life. This is you or her? Her. Hmm. She'll, the, the thing that she's questioning, she'll put it in the context of, will I wish that I had done more of that or more of something else? Like, am I going to wish that I'd worked more or spent more time on my computer or on my phone than more time with my kids oh, when they were already, the already age of A lot there? of time with the kids. It's true. <laughs> No, but she says that stuff, and it, I, I think of it often. Love them. Love them to death. The kids? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just getting that in there. No, but I'm saying that's what I feel like I start to I hate, like, how much time I have to spend on my computer. And I mean, the computer really? allows me to work from home yeah. and at least be here with them, but right, it bums might, them out. They like. It might, there might come a day where the computer is actually saving you a lot of time. No, well, it, you, saved, it saves me time. It. I do yeah. very focused blasts of work. I get a lot of shit done, but I just wish that uh, every time Ari wanted me to print out a oh, Minecraft paper Jesus. figure, I could print it out and fold it for him. But you I do? can't. I think you need to. I think you're doing fine with that. All right. <laughs> a decrease in the pace of production and consumption can, at times, give rise to another form of progress and development. Mm. See, he gets it too, and he gets that like uh, you know what? This, this shit's ant- only going to get worse. The 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 future of the human race is going to become very despicable if poor people are, because they're inevitably going to suffer more if we, right. if we maintain this course. He does a very artful job of 
connecting dots. Yep. Right. Earth is essentially a shared inheritance whose fruits are meant to benefit everyone. True that. (laughs) I wasn't expecting the sort of attack on consumer, on on, on, uh, egregious consumerism. See, that didn't surprise me because I know how much he... Is that right? Well, yeah, because he's he's student. a champion of the poor. Well, I've, I, get I that. have followed, but isn't there the goings whole, on of Pope Francis? Well, there's a whole probably the natural course of events was lift them out of poverty so that they can buy more useless shit like the rest of us. Yeah, but the resources are going to get stretched too thin. Well, that's my point. The like, super poor are going to get left. This is another. This is another example of the excesses that are in the food world. You need to pare those back, but it's much bigger than that. Yeah, it's just Fine, excess everywhere. Crap. It's just like, yeah, yeah. One Who at, was it? Was it at Monsanto Kills? Buy yourself a nice few a few nice plates. Yeah. Enjoy eating off your plate. And I came in with the three-cent Costco plate or yeah, something. Yeah, you're like, like well, wait a minute. I can get them cheaper at Costco, <laughs> by golly. And I can get so many, I can break them just for fun. Yeah. Right. But I mean, that's the thing, too. Pontifex. Everyone I've ever met who props to Pontifex. If you've met extremely wealthy people, they don't oh, seem. Oh, I have. I know you. You ideate with them all the time. <laughs> Do they seem happy? Usually they uh, don't. I would say no. Yeah. Well, they, I don't. Or if they are this... happy, their happiness is not hinged on their wealth. The storyline is material that they wealth are is bullshit. A certain sort of person at work, and then a certain other sort of person at home, and that's where the happiness would surface. And you are one type of person. I agree. That's how it is. Well, it's a much it's a much greater accomplishment in my life. Unless if you're from schizophrenic. my perspective, to be the sort of person that can just be themselves at both. That's the goal, right? I think that's that's, that's Natch, buddy. That is Natch. That's trying to make our loud right, mouths sponsors. marketable. Yep. Yep. Look, uh, stick with us, people. IPAs are giving you man boobs <sighs> by Raquel Smith Kali. Callis. This is Munchies, the is the vice, uh, the vice Story channel. Comes to us from at uh, well, if we're talking Twitter, it's at Lady Faye. Instagram at three D Faye, I think. What? Oh, all right. Yeah, her Instagram handle's a little different. She's in three D. I'm a student of uh, at Lady Faye. I guess I just These, know it all. Not many people know this, but those hops in your favorite IPA are actually wonderful medicine for insomnia and menopause thanks to their high phytoestrogen content. These same phytoestrogens, however, might be less desirable for men as indicated by the common condition known among brewers as brewer's droop. Paragraph. Yes, you read that right. Hops are giving men man boobs. Now, wait a minute. Because brewer's droop is a different problem than man boobs. No, saggy Boobies? Droop. Impotence. Oh, that droop. That's Brewer's droop. Oh, I see. Well, yeah, I mean, this this article is a little problematic, and I think Munchies tacked this headline on. It's like a link bait headline, but the article itself is more about how to brew herbal beers. Yeah, yeah by yourself. Out of honey and... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, all sorts of yarrow? stuff. Yarrow? I think it was yarrow? Well, she talks about all these mysterious herbal compounds that you can... Yeah, yarrow's in there. Did it make, did it make you want to start brewing beer? A weird I, medicinal... It kind of did. Yeah, I bet it did. Well, I've brewed... Let's I, do that! I've brewed IPA. You ha- I have really? a home brew kit. It's right over there. I've only used it once. And I brewed an IPA hmm. using a kit, and it was delicious. Ooh. The trick with brewing beer, though, and I think it kind of touches on this in this article, is like if I went and used that same equipment again, that's when it gets tricky. Because it's all about sterilization. You have to get everything very sterile if you want to get a very clean 
if you want, because you can design your blend of hops and malts and things to achieve a very specific flavor profile, but it's not going to exist if there's weird random bacteria in there because they'll, they'll muck it all up. But what she's saying is uh, it's more about embracing accidents. Yes. Yeah. And not all beers that way. There's a lot of what? beers that do secondary fermentation in an open setting so that all sorts of bacteria get in. And that's where you get like those sour beers, okay. which are kind of delicious. Wonk. Excuse me. <laughs> What I liked, this is like sacrilege for a Colorado native. I don't like hoppy beer. You don't? Ooh, I prefer the non-hop. I didn't know that. Here I am always trying to like force IPAs on you. I like it light and I like it dark. I don't like that middle ground. <laughs> See? I don't know. I like I like that resiny, Porters, hoppy mm, flavor. IPA. I like a nice lager. Yeah, lager's all right, but that it fits stout. with your kind of gentle... Depending on my mood, I might like a stout. So here she is going like... Hopless. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, like when I worked at uh, Dining Out Magazine, I would... Uh, I'm in. I remember I asked a brewer once something about... It was because there are hop shortages from time to time. Well, and there, it's, it creates droop. a problem, too, because then people stockpile hops, and then hop pli- prices skyrocket, and then it's hard to get hops. It's a nightmare. So, I mean, I, I remember asking several brewers, like, well, would you ever consider a hop alternative? And pretty much uniformly, the answer was, yeah. what? Oh. Never. Oh. Which is kind of an antiquated thing, and she gets to it because it's like this, what is it, like 1500, there was this Brewer's Purity Act or something. <laughs> right, that's standard, yeah, forced everyone into hops. Really, and, and it's basically... And eliminated the diverse palate of yarrows and uh, yeah, and it, banes. And we're still hewing to this <clears throat> deck or centuries-old uh, dictum. Give some weed. And she talks about some of these ones. Oh, yeah, and like, uh, what's this one? Henbane? A I member just, of the Deadly Nightshade family and a relative of Jimson Weed is a trickster and must always be treated with respect. The wrong dosage can induce terror, in some cases, death. Sometimes I feel like this is a one-sided conversation. You said Jimson Weed. I didn't know you were going to read that whole thing. I'm sorry. I thought you were just listing off. I said off. Bane too. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I was looking for this while you said it. It okay. just means we're simpatico. It just, just hurts my feelings. Hombre. Oh, please. You do a lot of talking. <laughs> We, yeah, that, that's I something we, we need to do, do on so the Matchcast. We the... need to time who talks the most okay. per episode. Well, I think what we need to do is, one, pull off the scrapbooking cast mm. with Justin and Alex. <laughs> that would be huge. And we need to homebrew some yarrow honey beer. Okay. And drink that. Well, maybe let's reach out to uh, Raquel. Raquel, because she's done this shit. Maybe she could be a guest. She maybe, could guide us maybe, through uh, it. Maybe old Lady Faye wants to... Uh... Well, see, it's, of course Lady Faye sent us this because she loves herbal medicinal stuff. Maybe she wants to brew it. She would do it. Did we do it? She would do it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's into that stuff. She's a, well. She took a wizarding class or something like a... <laughs> I forget what it was. It, what We called it, when we were teasing her, we called it wizard class, but it was something else. But like, Wiccan? Wiccanry? Sort of. She like learned about really powerful plants and wow. I don't know. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you've got it all straight though. Well, we can ask wizarding her about class it. about powerful plants. Yeah. Till next time. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Matchcast. I'll see you next time. Nah, nah, nah.